2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. Special Edition is a production of Intercom Communications.
0: Thanks for joining us on Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. This week is the Big Game Weekend and we'll, like everything else, be a little bit different. But PennDOT's Mike Toludo will be along and he has safety reminders. Also, Christina Sullivan, coordinator of the Lackawanna County Highway Safety Program, will be telling us what's changing. They're getting the word out about Highway Safety Awareness Week coming up. And if you're getting hungry and looking for some place to go, we're going to hear from Alexa Peregrim. She's with the Lackawanna County Visitors Bureau in Scranton and she'll tell us about their pizza trail. We'll start off special edition by introducing you to Marsha Lockman. She is Rotary District 7410's foundation chair and she has all the details of an online auction which is now underway to raise money for Rotary programs.
3: Tell us who you're with. I'm with the Rotary District 7410. So, we're a district of Rotary International. We're one of 135,000 districts um, out there. So, um, our district covers 10 counties in Pennsylvania. So, we go from Wellsboro to the New York border um, around 81, and then we go out to Milford Matamoras down to Jim Thorpe and Stroudsburg, Hazleton, and then, of course, the Wilkes-Barre, Scranton area. So we cover quite a distance. And of course, with the pandemic this year, almost many, many of our fundraisers where we have public gatherings and wine fests and brew fests and you name it, all of those have been canceled from time to time throughout the pandemic. So in order to be able to raise funds for our community and world projects and for our foundation. And to end polio, we had to think of a new way to do that. And our online auction is the way we've chosen to try to make up the difference where we've lost abilities to do our fundraisers. (laughs) So um, It's been tough. (laughs) It's been tough. It's been tough. Many of the Rotary clubs have found different ways to rebound. But there certainly has been a shortfall in our ability to run our normal fundraisers that the clubs do in their various areas. So we've gathered together and as a group of 42 clubs, we've tried to come up with a variety of items in the silent auction donations from various places so that we can actually raise the funds we need to put towards foundation and towards our commitment to end polio. Around the world,
0: and we've so talked kind of about where we are. We've talked about uh, that, um, and and how close of a similarity it is to the everything that's been happening with COVID. Because the uh, now we're into the inoculation phase, and that's that's what Rotarians
3: really do. That's right. We uh, one of our key areas of focus is disease prevention and cure. And our our method for going after polio is something that has been copied for many of the disease prevention and cure activities around the world, including what we're doing in various different foreign countries using the same model for getting the COVID vaccines out there and doing the campaigns in some of the smaller communities around the world. Not so much in the U.S. because we're a little bit more developed and We have our own (laughs) methodologies that we try to work on. But certainly where we're in rural communities and around the world where they have used that model of community organization to get inoculations done for polio, they'll be using that for COVID as well.
0: So whoever would have thought all of that would have come from Rotary?
3: Yes. Yes. It's been a 40-year development process. Rotary kicked it off in the Philippines. And uh, it spread throughout the world and gained partners in every country and the public health of every country, as well as with the CDC, uh, the World Health Organization, and of course, with the help of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So we continue to to raise funds and commit funds for uh, sanitation surveillance for the polio virus and for any new um, scientific methods that we need to surveil for the virus. And make sure that the vaccines are available to finish the job. We're down to two countries now. In August um, in August, all of Africa was declared polio free after being free of the wild polio virus for three years. And now we have Pakistan and Afghanistan to go. And it's pretty remarkable to go from you know 300,000 new cases a year down to maybe a dozen to a hundred cases a year. Wow.
0: That is yeah. that is something. So when people talk about Rotary, I know they, oh, well, they get together once a week and have lunch, but you're actually doing
3: a lot more than that. <laughs> yes. Yes. All of the clubs, every club is rather unique. They have a key passion, whether it be um, youth development or literacy programs or economic development or support for different kinds of community activities. Um, every club does something locally. Probably 75% of what they do is local projects, local funding, scholarships, education, dictionary projects, you name it, um, coats for kids, shopping trips, building beds, supporting food banks, all those kinds of things in the local communities, about 75% of what they do. And then we have a certain percentage that we all do to support international Peace and Conflict Resolution and the seven areas of focus, which include the disease prevention and cure, water and sanitation, hygiene, um, infants and, and mothers, um, literacy programs around the world and uh, micro economic development, um, those types of things. So wow. um, it's, it's a very broad stroke. There are 1.2 million active Rotarians around the world. And uh, we all um, welcome Rotarians from any part of the world. And we work together on lots of projects. That's probably um, the best part
0: is that everybody yeah. works together.
3: That's right. That's right. So this effort is, is our um, Rotary Auction. It, it brings us a, an effort to raise the funds so that we can support the Rotary Foundation. And the Rotary Foundation provides funds for Rotary-driven Projects in local communities and around the world. So you so have that's, about that's our two. I'm
0: I'm looking at your I'm looking at the web page here, and we're going to give that uh, information out in just a little bit. So we have about eighteen, and then there's something called a passport rotary, and I'm not sure who they are.
3: Well, the passport rotary. Um, is our our work to bring people together online. So that particular club meets online, and they have a commitment to help the clubs in the district. So if there's a project that somebody in the Dallas Club is running, they can ask members of the Passport Club to come and assist them with the project um, or to assist them with a fundraiser. But the primary way that the Passport Club meets is online. So they don't really have like a restaurant where they go to lunch. They do an online meeting.
0: Well, you might have just a whole group of people listening now going, wow, I could do this online. That's great. Because that is that, true. that seems the way that things are. So looking at the whole list of rotaries that you have involved in this silent auction, where will the funds go? Do you divide them between each one of these rotaries or does it go into a, a big pot or how will that work?
3: Well, what would our, first, our first goal is to raise funds to go to the foundation, and there's a split between the annual fund and our polio fund that we have designed based on our traditional um, support for those two funds, the annual fund and the polio fund. The funds from the annual fund become available for us to write grants against. And, of course, the polio fund raises the money for surveillance and for the vaccines and for support of the distribution of vaccines around the world. Right now, that's primarily in Afghanistan and Pakistan, although there are still immunization projects going um, elsewhere in the world. But those are the two primary ones we have to get rid of the wild polio virus then. So that, that's where the primary funds are going to be going to. And the bulk of it will go to the annual fund, which brings project money available to us in grants for local projects and for us to partner with other countries to do global grants. Now, we could do a global grant in our own district with a partner from somewhere else. In fact, for the pandemic, we have done that with a partner in Canada. We got global funds for um, early childhood education in Monroe County. So that was quite different for us. Most of the time, people think of a global grant and a world project somewhere else, but we can actually do them in the United States. We can partner and do one in Canada. Um, we could do one with the Bahamas. We could do them anywhere between partnering with clubs in two countries.
0: See, and I think sometimes people, before they will get involved, although the items that you have that I've seen here kind of makes, I think, anybody want to get involved. uh, But just in case, they always like to know where the funds are going so that they know exactly where their dollars are going. So now we have this silent auction, and it is available, again, online.
3: That's right. That's right. It's at trellis.org slash rotary auction and it'll pop up and, and there's pictures from all of our local projects on there as well as our sponsors um, and then the auction items which are fun. Some of them are very interesting and different so um, they're kind of fun and uh, something for everybody that's out there. Um, I, I can't uh, begin to tell you some of the items that are out there but we have haircuts and color, and we have stone, and we have services. There's a will out there for a couple uh, to bid on from for one of the uh, attorneys. So there's a number of things out there that are quite interesting and different. Oh, you haven't mentioned my favorite, the one
0: from Gertrude oh. Hawk for $25 <laughs> of chocolate a month.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's the chocoholic dream, $25 yeah. a month of chocolate for the whole year. So that's quite a value. That is
0: quite a value. value. I I was, I was paying attention and trying to figure out how I bid on that while I'm sitting
3: here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's well worth it because, um, if you, if you can get that one, if you win the bid on that one, you really have quite a, a, something to bring home. That's for sure.
0: (laughs) You have a lot of new friends too. So how does it all work? Lots of friends. How do you go? How does it start? How do you bid on something?
3: Well, you, um, you go into the auction and when you bid on something, it'll ask for your information and you, you register. So you have your name and your email address and that kind of information. If you win the bid, um, we're going to close all the bids out March 14th. And then if you win the bid, then you use a credit card to pay for it. It's that easy. And then
0: you contact the, the winner via email.
3: Right. Anytime you bid, so like, let's say I bid on one of, let's say I bid on the Gertrude Hawk chocolate and then you overbid me, I'll get an email that says, Hey, you've been overbid. (laughs) I can go back in and challenge your bid by bidding more. So you, you will be kept notified of whether your bid is leading bid or whether you need to go back in and Decide whether you want to put some more money on it, or whether, after or, it.
0: or whether you just say, uh, I guess it's twenty five dollars of a month that I should probably not be eating. But
3: <laughs> but you leave so it I up want to it. you. <laughs> yeah. 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 It would be your decision at that point. So but you'll know whether somebody's overbid you and you can go back in and make another bid. So, it's that easy.
0: So the auction's already underway because I do see on the site here that there have been some bids that have been made on some of the items already. And you said it's going until when? March fourteenth. That's when the that's when you're going to close it down and decide, make the decisions who wins.
3: Yep, based on the, the highest bidder on the last bid, just like you would in a regular silent auction, the last one on there at the highest bid. Who's gonna get it?
0: Wow, this is this is oh, we've got seats to the Rail Riders games.
3: There's yeah. all yeah. kinds of things on here. These are great. Yeah, Scotts Green. I don't know who who knows about Scotts Green, but it's a nice nine hole executive course. It has a, a summer membership on there, so that's kind of nice. That's a three hundred dollar value for a nine hole executive course. Very easy to play and lots of fun. So that's a nice little value. Um, There's a number of wineries that are out there with items on there. So that's kind of nice. There's golf tournaments out there. Tickets for that. Tickets for the Dallas Wine Fest. That's kind of nice. And the the Tunkhannock. And the Jim
0: Thorpe Rotary
3: Ghost Tour. Yeah, That's, there's 10 tickets out there for that. That yeah. sounds
0: great. Maybe the folks who from Mountaintop, if they do the train to Jim Thorpe, you can just all go on the, <laughs> I'm, I'm setting all this up for myself. I'm having a great time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, are all of the items, if someone was hearing this today and said, oh, gee, Marsha, I think I have something that would be really cool to to get involved and
3: donate, is, is all that part closed? No, we can add items. Um, we we thought we would add them right up to about the tenth of March, and then we we'd have to stop adding. But yeah, somebody has something that they can donate to the auction. Um, they could contact me, and we can talk it over, and we'll get a, we'll find a way to do that. That's great. That is. Do you have
0: any idea what you're hoping to raise?
3: Well, our total for the year we're hoping to raise thirty thousand for polio and we're 110,000 for the annual fund. And you can see on the page that we already had started the fundraising even before we launched the auction. So we have some funds in there already, but we still have to keep going. And we'll probably have a couple more things going on later in the year as well to support that um, beyond the auction. But it, it, anything we can get to the annual fund into polio is good money um rotary foundation is a four-star charity on charity navigator and has been for the last 13 years so we return 92 cents of every dollar in projects and they're all managed by rotarians very ethically managed so um, it's a good place to to donate to and it's a great place to go to an auction and support the cost.
0: Well, when I logged on, the first thing you see here is the sixty six thousand nine hundred and ninety-three dollars. And I thought, wow, am I late? They've they've got all <laughs> that all that from that, but that's that's what you're talking about as far as the other things that have gone on to raise funds.
3: Right. So some of that has come from the auction or an estimate from the auction or donations because people can go on that auction site and just make a straight up donation if they want to. So they can do that, too. So we, we're we taking donations all the time. And, of course, Rotarians are personally involved in making contributions to the foundation um, and donating. So we want to make sure we're building on the funds and we're building on the cause. So we're adding as we go, as much as we can obtain from the auction. That's great. And we will keep going for the rest of the Rotary year. Oh, and I
0: just saw something else here now. You can sign up and the computer will automatically bid for you in your choice of dollar increments? <laughs>
3: that, that's interesting, too.
0: <laughs> well, I I think we're, what was that address again,
3: Marcia? It is trellis.org, and I'll spell it, T-R-E-L-L-I-S dot org uh, slash rotary auction. Okay. And that'll get you there. Oh,
0: wow. And it's Rotary District 7410.
3: That's right. We're the Northeast Pennsylvania, 10 counties, 1,100 Rotarians, and uh, we do projects locally as well as around the world. So we are really looking to support our foundation and to make sure we have project funds for future years.
0: And anything else, Marcia, that you think maybe we've left out that you would like to add to uh, all of the information?
3: Well, when people go out there and take a look around at all the things that are being done by Rotarians, we're always looking for those people who want to be humanitarians and want to work on projects in their community and around the world. So if they find something interesting there, there's also, I think I believe there's a tab there that they can take a look at rotary.org itself and see all the things that Rotary does around the world. If they're interested, there is a place on rotary.org to put their name in for consideration for membership. And we get leads for membership that way as well. Great.
0: Well, so yeah. uh, Well, I hate to, I hate to end this conversation, Marsha, but I've got some bidding to do.
3: (laughs) Good. Good. I'm glad you're going to bid and hopefully you'll win one of those. And uh, we'll see your name pop up with the winner.
0: And I'll split my chocolate with you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> that's going some that's old. that's good chocolate that's
0: rotary district 7410 foundation chair marsha lockman with all the details of the online auction and of course you can log on to trellis.org slash rotary auction that's trellis dot org slash rotary auction and good luck Now, don't go away. We're getting ready for changes in laws that have to do with travel. Next on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. Are you getting ready for the big game? Maybe you are. Maybe you're going to be watching it at home. But there are still going to be those who go out and get together, even in this world of wearing masks and social distancing. Well, Mike Toludo with PennDOT is here and he's going to give us those reminders of these special days so that everyone gets home safely. We're also going to meet Christina Sullivan. She's the coordinator of the Lackawanna County Highway Safety Program. She's here to tell us about what's changing. They're getting the word out about Highway Safety Awareness Week. First, we're going to talk about safety on the road for this weekend with Mike Toludo. And Mike, there might even be some snow.
2: And especially now with the snow and everything, people are going to be so psyched about watching the game. They don't care what team they support. They just want to watch a football game. I think we should just make sure that people... And enter the social distancing guidelines in the COVID-19, we should just make sure um, you do not drink and drive. Fans don't want to let fans drive drunk. Okay? And if you're going out to a party, make sure you follow the guidelines and drive safely.
0: You're obviously not telling people to stay off the roads, though, right?
2: Well, if, if, if it's snowing, we recommend no one to go out stay home. But if, it, if the roads are clear, I mean, we, so if you have to go out, just make sure you don't drink and drive.
0: Anything else you want to add to that?
2: Yeah, and I just wanted to say that... Um, if you're having a party or hosting a party, make sure you, you uh, uh, responsibly make sure your your guests don't leave, leave drunk, and, and you could stop serving alcohol after the third quarter.
0: And you probably need food.
2: Oh, absolutely. Wings, pizza. And, and I'm, I'm going to make some and we're, everybody's going to have a good time. So we just want everybody to have a good time. And we don't want to become a a fatality uh, Monday morning. And again, local police, state police will be out there patrolling as usual. If you're driving, make sure sure you buckle up. uh, Wear your seatbelt. Do not text and drive. And if you have children with you, make sure you have them in the proper safety passenger seat.
0: Thanks, Mike. And maybe you could save us some of those wings. Now, Christina Sullivan will join us. She is the coordinator of the Lackawanna County Highway Safety Program. She's getting the word out about Highway Safety Awareness Week, and there are some things that are changing.
1: Well, what we have going on and upcoming is Highway Safety Law Awareness Week 2021, and we have some new laws and reminders. Um, the one that I see that's most prevalent is the over Law, which was the steer clear law in Pennsylvania. And what's new about that is that if you can't move over to another lane, they want you to at least, and the law requires you to slow at least 20 miles per hour less than the posted speed limit. And there's a new point system for this, and it, it imposes two points for failure to merge into that left lane so you're not next to the emergency response area. So that is, you know, the most important law that, that I can see. There are many of them. Um, emergency warning devices. Uh, It requires a truck class three or greater truck tractor bus or any motor vehicle towing a trailer carry at least three portable emergency warning devices and display those devices uh, when you're stopped on the road or the shoulder for 10 minutes or so outside of an urban district or divided highway anywhere. So what would that exactly be? So I think what it was saying, Paula, I mean, this is just I mean, it's very brief. It's only it's only a couple sentences. So I think that when you're, you know, when you're disabled and you're at the side of the road, it is the law now that you have those emergency warning devices, the portable ones with so, your vehicle to let people know that you're disabled. So
0: it's probably Which, a good thing all the time to have something like that, though, just like wearing the vests when you're in the area of traffic.
1: I believe so. Um, how many people have been, you know, killed and injured in crashes that, it, you know, when their car is disabled on the side of the road?
0: Again, I think that that's some of those things that when we all first, well, not all of us, but many of us started to drive, um, we, all, we were given something that was a kit of safety
1: things. And they don't do
0: that anymore,
1: Christina. No, very important, though. Very important. And when I was a young girl, we used to go down the shore every summer. And uh, a young girl that we were friends with uh, was killed on the side of the road when her car became disabled. So that had an impact on me as a young woman. So to hear about a, a law like this that's coming into effect, I think it's really important.
0: What are some of the other ones?
1: Some of the other ones are just reminders. It's not necessarily that they're new. So our bicycle helmet. Which is so important? Um, everyone under the age of twelve is to wear a helmet when riding a bicycle. That's a tough one.
0: You see kids drive, going around with the bicycles and they don't have helmets on, and the the ones that do are they have them hanging down their back. Do you have any suggestions as to how to m- impress upon them how important that is?
1: Well, some of the programs um, that I do, especially out in the schools, and especially when it involves the younger ones, we stress and we show how to wear uh, your helmet properly. The two-finger rule, which is two fingers above your eyebrow where the helmet should sit on your head. Uh, two fingers around your ear. If you can picture just a V around your ear. And then two fingers right under the strap under your chin. So that's a real easy rule for parents and young children to remember when riding their bike. And we incorporate that into the program that we we do throughout the schools and the daycares.
0: What other kind of things do you do? Because, and it must be very difficult now in the world of COVID, where you... Have a whether you have to do it virtually, it's it's probably easier to do it when you know you're in the classroom with everybody. But are there other things that maybe we can just kind of give our listeners the idea that just like with a helmet,
1: this isn't so difficult. We do virtual meetings, Zoom, whether it's live or whether it's taped. Uh, we offer that out to our school districts and throughout our daycares. The Lackawanna County Highway Safety Program, all of our programs that we have offered in the past, we still offer. And we are available to our school districts and our daycares uh, to provide anything uh, and any program, any safety program that we do to them. So
0: if someone wanted to get a hold of you, and where would they get in touch with you?
1: Uh, they would call me or they could email me at five seven zero nine six three six seven four three extension 1873, or the easier one is a 570-347-BELT, B-E-L-T, as in seatbelt. You've taken
0: care of schools, but I understand you also have programs for some
1: drivers who've been around a while. Our Mature Driving Safety Program. And and I am a mature driver myself. Me too. Yeah, it's (laughs) one of my favorite programs that we do. Uh, so we we'll just talk to uh, the mature driver, uh, someone that's been driving uh, a while, uh, about just some information on how medications may affect you, your mobility. Uh, we also have a program called CarFit.
2: It shows a seniors uh, the different parts of the car and make sure they're properly seated in the seat, the mirror's correct, the seatbelt's correct, all the different tools of the car that they're correctly being used. Yeah, a 12-point this that we go through to make sure that the person could see the mirror, you know, that blind spot, then make sure your mirror, your, your rear view mirror is properly installed, your seatbelt. Um, there's also handicap uh, tools available to help people get out of the car uh, if they need a pedal extension. So there's different t- things available.
0: Is, is that yeah, the we same have,
1: as safercar.gov? No, safercar.gov is actually the national highway traffic uh, site. And we actually use safercar.gov. Um, it's actually changed a little bit, but NHTSA has information about recalls on their app and also information on proper child safety. Well, I found that on your
0: website, which is on Mm -hmm. LackawannaCounty.org. Yeah. And you have all kinds of great information there of, and including how to get in Mm -hmm. touch with you.
2: Oh, and that information is also available on the PennDOT website also.
0: See, it's nice when folks work together.
2: All right. We always talk about. Oh, it's always, other, it's always a partnership. That's why I, I always invite my my uh, co- coordinators to come on and speak with me because they're, she's doing a much better job than I would do. She's a very uh, informed.
0: Well, Christina, then give us once again the because um, the reason you were here today was to talk about the safety law awareness week, and again. Where would people find out information about that? And then maybe once again, you can go over the changes that are coming. It's in April, right? For the steer clear law.
1: Um, Actually, yes, that's going into effect at the beginning of April and our highway safety law awareness week is February 21st through February 27th. Um, So hopefully we'll be doing heightened social media and some interviews such as with yourself uh, just to highlight some of the laws. Um, Some of them are lesser known laws also. Um, So helmet safety, motorcycle safety, traffic control signal laws, what to do when you come to an intersection and possibly one of those lights is inoperable you know, do you have the right to go? Um, do you have the right away? You know, do you stop before you go? Of course. <laughs> I'd love yeah. to see that. It's general rules for traffic control signals um, when they're inoperable. So if the, if the signal is out of operation or not functioning properly, uh, the motorists with the green and yellow signals can proceed with caution. The motorist with the red signals are to stop and then proceed in the same manner because what if the signal is completely out right and you don't have any of the red you know or the green right so um now it's a four-way stop sign yes when you have an inoperable signal stop of course naturally before you go through and treat it the same manner as you would at a stop sign
0: if you went down into downtown and you walked through the Lackawanna County Courthouse Square and asked 15 different people what they should do in that, I'm sure you would get 15 different answers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, they have, I know on your site, you can get to PennDOT's site because it says Emergency Contact Information System. So, it again, it's nice to have everybody work together. Yes, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Well, I,
2: I, have, I have one that a lot of people may not be aware of this one, Hearing Impairment Devices. Um, under Title 75, Section 3314, prohibits any driver from wearing or using one or more headphones or earphones while behind the wheel. And I, I think this one uh, should really be uh, told more. We see a lot of that nowadays.
0: Oh, absolutely. When you see people even, and Christina, you mentioned motorcycles. Yeah. They, they're on motorcycles and they have the earpieces in. Or a bicycle, And I guess people just figure that they'll be able to hear, but I don't know, when I'm sitting in traffic and they have their window down and I might have my window down, I can hear what they're hearing through their headphones.
1: Yes. Now, this doesn't prohibit the use of the headset when you're using it with a cell phone and you have the headset just through one ear.
0: Right. When you have both earbuds in both ears and you have the sound cranked up. Absolutely. That was a good one, Mike.
2: Right, and this is something that you may want to put separate. I just want to remind, him. Mean, Christine could uh, uh, come in on this one, pedestrian safety. I just want to, again, uh, pedestrian safety is almost it's so important to make sure the driver pays attention to the crosswalks. If you see people uh, walking in the crosswalks, make sure you stop. And also, please, do not wear dark clothes at night trying to cross the road. That's my pet happy. And I just want to make sure that the crosswalk and pedestrian safety is, again, we've been seeing so many different issues on this.
0: Very true.
1: And I know that there are... I mean,
2: Christine want anything on pedestrian safety, go right ahead.
1: I'm very cautious when I cross the street. You know, one of the most important, I would say, uh, tip that I'd like to mention here is try always to make contact with that driver. Try always to make contact, to make sure that that driver sees you. That's not always possible, but if you're stopped at that intersection before you step out into the road, look left, look right, look left again, try to make eye contact with the driver. So very important. We teach that to our children uh, in pedestrian safety. So, you know, it should apply to adults also. Um, We all need to take care of ourselves and take it, you know, it's important. Our safety is important to each and every one of us. And as a driver, you know it's a two-way street it's up to the pedestrian and it's up to the driver right
0: right and that so that also means taking the couple of extra steps and crossing at the crosswalk absolutely the thing that that caught my eye was when i was in england a few years ago right on it's it's on the the ground and it says look left look right <laughs> See?
1: I thought. <laughs>
0: <See>? <laughs> I thought. Now that's a that's a pretty good idea for people who yeah. won't do it. If, if you look down at your feet, it's telling you what to do. <laughs> it's telling you what to do.
1: Sure, you know when you're in a car and you you approach whether it's an intersection or otherwise. I was always taught drive defensively. I look left, right, left again when I'm even driving in the car. So.
0: It does make it does make a big difference. That's one of the other things um, in doing a little bit of traveling, especially at uh, places that have beaches. They have a lot of different areas where they can cross the street, and right. one that I was at where it actually has signals that flash, big signs about what you are going to what you would face if you don't pay attention to the signals. Is anything like that available? that might be worth considering in different portions of of the city, perhaps?
2: School is back in session. And we try to work with the University of Scranton and the local colleges, too, also, uh, especially on University of Scranton by Mulberry Street. So, again, the driver should be aware that school is now back in session. And the University of Scranton has been doing a good job. Um, They have the the proper signals. When when you see those lights flashing on Mulberry Street, make sure you... um, note if there's going to be someone crossing in that in that crosswalk
0: yes that's that's exactly what i'm talking about where they only activate when someone is actively crossing the street and you have to press the button so uh, but again you can do everything but sometimes it even if you write on the street look right look left sometimes people won't do it anyway what else do we have coming up? I know we have the Safety Law Awareness Week coming up uh, at the end of the month in February. What else do we have coming up that uh, maybe we can give some folks a head up on?
2: Oh, uh, St. Well, Patrick's have, uh, Day. St. Patrick's Day, that's what I was going to say. That's the only one. And, and then um, Work Zone Safety will be coming up in April when the Work Zone yeah. But yeah. Uh, starting in April, we'll have the Work Zone Safety again. You know, that's the yeah. important thing, too. When all, there's going to be a lot of work on the roads this year. Uh, We just want to make sure our workers are safe. We
1: have an aggressive driving enforcement wave coming up uh, starting on March 18th, and that runs right through April. So aggressive drivers, again, that will be a target and a campaign.
0: Thanks again, Christina Sullivan, coordinator of the Lackawanna County Highway Safety Program. And we'll be hearing from Christina and Mike Toludo again, because they always have great programs coming up, and we want you to know all about them. Speaking of a great program, how about a pizza trail? The mouth-watering details are next Next on, on Special, Special edition. edition Alexa Peregrim with the Lackawanna County Visitors Bureau and details on the pizza trail. Alexa, when we think of Lackawanna County, we think of so many different things. There's all kinds of things happening from indoors, outdoors, but I think you're right. I think about pizza. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Now, where? first of all, tell our listeners what you have, and then you can explain how all this came about. This is a pizza trail, but it has nothing to do with littering.
4: No, so the um, we have about 160 plus mom and pop pizza places within Lackawanna County itself. So, obviously, within the local areas, within the local towns, everybody is very passionate about pizza. What their favorite pizza places are, uh, you know, who they absolutely have to get on a Friday night. So we decided to take all of that and gather the information and make sure that we did get the locally owned pizza places on a list. And we wanted to make sure that we got the locals involved in it. So they were the ones who voted on their favorite pizza places to be on the map. Um, and it narrowed it down to 63 locally owned pizza places within Lackawanna County.
0: Within Lackawanna County. So it's not just, we think of Old Forge, we think of, you know, different places. So you're throughout the county. Where What kind yeah. of uh, cities are you talking about?
4: We're talking some more, DeSap, Dessa, Clark Summit, uh, Dalton, um, anywhere in the Abingtons, Old Forge of course, Taylor. We're talking all throughout the county from downtown Scranton to out in the rural areas um, where there are those uh, pizza places. So any place within the county, they would be on the map. Um, and every location is
0: covered. So it's giving us the opportunity to find out that there are more hidden gyms of pizza delicacies than just the uh, places that we would normally think about. And you said that they were able to vote on their own. How did that happen?
4: We had to come up with a system. So it took a little bit of uh, logistics and trying to figure out how we wanted to make sure that this worked and it was fair. And when we gathered up the entire pile of, or the entire entire listing of pizza places, we decided to break it down by region within the county. So we broke it down by city. And then we had to break it down a little bit further because places like Scranton had you know, well over 50 locations themselves. So then we had to break Scranton down a little bit further. And we had to break down a couple of other places a little bit further so that everybody got a fair shot to be voted on. Um, and then the locals went onto our website. There was a link for it. They went on, they voted for their favorite places. Every week we did three different vote systems um, and did three different places within Lackawanna County. They voted and then we compiled all of these votes afterwards. Wow.
0: That's that's yeah. well. That's a lot, but then again, we are talking about pizza. Yes, <laughs> so, and 150 of them. <laughs> and when you're talking about that, Alexa, you know, so many people have their own recipes. They have. Do you also give on the on the website? Because we're going to talk a little bit about about the map in a moment. But um, do you also give a little background or uh, a something about each place that uh, each business that you've that you've contacted?
4: We do. So, we have a small listing for each place that is on the map, a little description for them. So many of them have been open for over 30, 40, 50 years. So, we make sure to mention that because it is unique to them. And then some of them are brand new um, or they took over from a family member. So, we wanted to make sure those unique tidbits were within the description and pictures. But then there's also ways that you can go onto their website. Um, to get more details and contact information.
0: Now, tell us about the map. How does that work?
4: So the map is color-coded to the different regions, so Scranton, Dunmore, Clark Summit, all those different little cities. So if you're in an area and you're, let's say, at Steamtown National Historic Site and you want to go to a pizza place downtown that's within walking distance, you can pick Scranton, and then it's broken down through downtown Scranton so that you can see where you're going. And you could pick a place from there and you can make your way through different places within the Scranton area or venture out.
0: Now, I'm not going to tell anyone what your answer is to this, but did you have (laughs) the opportunity to be invited to some of these for a taste test?
4: (laughs) We have, (laughs) yes. We have been making our way through so that we can meet with the owners face-to-face. We have met quite a few of them already. So we're making our way through, as you know, 63 places is quite a lot. Mm. Um, so we're, we're slowly going through them. And we've had to deal with a couple of obviously shutdowns of the restaurants um, per restrictions within Pennsylvania with COVID. So we're working our way around that. And we just want to make sure that we are face to face with the owners and they know who we are. And we create that relationship with them because at the end of the day, this is their pizza trail. This is something that they can use to advertise their business. Um, and Eventually, we will make sure that they are fully involved with the decisions and marketing and, and things like that so they can take full advantage of it.
0: That's pretty cool. And I, I can see some pizza competitions and just yeah. like with the with the Kilbasi fests and all yeah. the other kind of great food things. While I have you here, let's talk a little bit about Lackawanna County, because as I said, there are just so many things that are going on. And now we have a Dundee. Yes, (laughs) we have a Dundee Award. Yes, you're going to have to explain that for some of our listeners.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we are the home base um, for the hit NBC TV series, The Office. Um, It was based in Scranton, Pennsylvania. There were some instances where uh, some scenes were filmed here, mostly within the opening credits, which uh, I believe that um, uh, Jim Krasinski, he was one of the uh, folks who actually filmed the opening credits for the office uh, when he came through Scranton or before it aired. Uh, But the Dundee Awards is something that Michael Scott, he did in the show and that's his character name. He did it in the show um, to reward his employees. So when the TV series is now airing on Peacock TV, um, they decided to award Scranton with the largest Dundee Award in the world <laughs> for, for best hometown, and we have that currently sitting at City Hall.
3: <laughs> well,
0: I I have a funny feeling that if you invited. The crew from the office back and said, "Hey, guess what we have now? This pizza trail. I think they just might show up and uh, help you help you kick that off too."
4: <laughs> I would hope so. That's a good idea. I'll have to see if I can get in touch with anybody.
0: <laughs> How about other parts of Lackawanna County? If if I if I just said to you, Alexa. You are involved with the uh, Lackawanna County Pizza Trail. You're involved with the Lackawanna County Tourism. Off the top of your head, just give me a couple of things to do.
4: Oh, goodness. I hope your show's long enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, right now, as you know, with COVID, a lot of activities have been outdoors. So we do have so many park systems, so many hiking trail systems, bike systems, We have the Lost Trails ACV Adventures that you can still do. The winter is beautiful for things like that between ice formations um, over the river. The river last year was voted the PA River of the Year. Uh, So I absolutely take advantage of fishing on that river. Um, Then there's also um, Shiver Fest that they do in the wintertime as well, which is a uh, kayak and canoe competition down the river. Uh, We also have lots of hiking, beautiful sightseeing areas for that. Uh, we also have the coal mine tour, the Houdini Museum, Steamtown National Historic Site, the Electric City Trolley Museum, Leahy Family Fun Park. Uh, we have the AAA Yankee affiliate team, the Rail Riders. Uh, we also have the Pavilion at Montage, which is a Live Nation concert venue. We have Montage Mountain Resorts for skiing, snow tubing, and snowboarding, um, and their water park in the summer. There are so many things to do within this county, and uh, it's a hidden gem for us and for everyone to come here for a nice trip. Um, You can camp or you can stay in a beautiful uh, luxury hotel. It all depends upon what you're looking for. And what I always tell people is that you can truly customize it. And I can help you customize it if you ever want to come to the Visitor's Bureau and get some more details. Where do we find you? (laughs) You can look for us at visitnepa.org. That is our website. It does also have our 2021 visitor's guide on that website as well. So you can get a full view of everything that is taking place um, and all the events that happen throughout the year. Um, and you can always reach out to me as a sales manager and ask for me and I will help you plan a nice little trip. That's
0: great. Now, uh,
4: the last thing is
0: our quiz. And I do have a quiz for you today. So uh, Mm -hmm. on the pizza trail, are we getting a pie or a tray? You're going to get a tray. (laughs) How about a slice or a cut? A cut. Okay. <laughs> and depending <laughs> sure use that lingo. <laughs> and depending on where you are, that could definitely change. Alexa, one more okay. time, give us the uh, give us the website, how people can get in touch with you. And uh, once again, the pizza trail. Woohoo.
4: Yes. Uh, you can visit us at visit dot org.
0: That's Alexa Peregrim with the Lackawanna County Visitors Bureau in Scranton and all the details that they have so far about the Lackawanna County Pizza Trail. Alexa says there will be more to come in the future. And you can always check out their website to get all the details and
2: updates. Thanks for listening to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. A production of Intercom Communications.